excited to kick off this part of the show with a guest whom you know and his mom, whom I'm fascinated for you to meet and hear from today for a number of different reasons. Now, he is the president of our Milwaukee Bucks and Fine Serve Forum. She is the reason we're talking today. Peter Fagan and his mother, Barbara, are in studio with us this morning. You look nervous over there. Are you okay? No, I, I just, I'm being watched. Now I've got my mother. I feel like there's a behavioral part of it. So I'm going to be, I'm going to listen a lot more than I usually do. Barbara, it's so wonderful to have you today. I'm sorry the weather isn't better here. Well, thanks so much. It's great to be with you. So Mrs. Fagan is an immigrant to this country. She's written an extraordinary and timely book about her family's escape from Nazi Germany and her ascendancy in a male-dominated business world and, and how she's raised three sons, including our guy Peter here. All of that to follow. I do want to start with this. Because, Mrs. Fagan, I knew we were going to love you because we had some fun with Peter earlier this Buck season. I think it was first game of the Might year. Might have been opening night. Yeah. And he had mentioned that you were going to be in town for the game, and he was hosting you at the game. And he told us that you are not only his biggest fan, but can be his biggest critic. I want you to hear this. Does she offer her various opinions well, on that? Well, <laughs> is this the way the lighting should be? I don't know. I don't know. Music, music is awfully loud, awfully loud. You don't think it's disturbing to some people? <laughs> is he really like that not when you go to the Not true, not true. I don't I'm remember his, that. <laughs> it doesn't I'm, sound like you. I'm his greatest fan, and uh, I, I'm a great fan of Pfizer Forum and the way it operates and runs. I think they're doing a fabulous job. It must be so fun when you walk around with your son and know that uh, he's done so well here and the Bucks have done so well here uh, since he's been a part of the organization. It's a thrill. It's a real thrill. It really, really Does is. he introduce you around and stuff? Sure. Oh, good. Yep. That's a terrible question, Vince. <laughs> right. what, 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 how can What's I that? not introduce my mom like around? That's a terrible I bet, question. I bet people love to meet her, though. This is your mom? Oh, oh they love mom. the mom. Right. Always, yes. Most popular person in the arena, I imagine. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's start on the reason that, that you're here. This book, um, Your Family's Escape from Nazi Germany in 1940. Um, the book is called My American Dream, and it really connected with me on that level because my late grandparents – lived on the south side here in Milwaukee, and their next-door neighbor, and I remember this as a kid because it was a story that was told over and over again, next-door neighbor to my grandparents had a very similar story of, I believe it was out of occupied Austria at the time, Mm. but left with what was on their backs in a very well-coordinated effort that they talked about for weeks, if not months, of how they were going to pull it off. And this was something that my family, that we talked about, that we knew. The folks next door, they escaped these conditions. How extraordinary. Well, our situation was very different from that because uh, my father, who was Jewish, and my mother, who was Lutheran, um, did not have great plans. My father had been in the uh, in the German Air Force in World War One. And his feeling was that he had given to Germany. So Germany would always take care of him. So he had a sister who left and encouraged him to leave. But he said, no, 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 I'm fine here. Despite all the persecution that was going on of Jews, uh, he no longer could work. Uh, after I was born, he really looked after me. He took me to a churchyard across the street to to play and They had yellow benches for Jews to sit on, and they had to wear yellow stars. And my father refused to do that because he was a German, and Germans would take care of him. Uh, Finally, he realized that he had to get out, and this was very late. Uh, 
as it related to World War II. So in, in July of 1940, he frantically scrambled around trying to get uh, visas and appropriate documentation and, and, and uh, money. You had to have American money to be able to pay your fare. And he had a sister who lived in New York who sent money for him, but there was no money for my mother or me. So he had to scramble around trying to find someone who would support a trip for us. And he finally got uh, a group of Quakers and another religious group to help pay our fares. And we got on this train because there was no way anymore to get across the Atlantic. You know, at first we were supposed to go on a ship out of Italy, the Rex. And my father was all set to take us to Italy and we'll go on the Rex. And they said, no more wrecks, no more ships across the Atlantic because of the German submarines. So the question was, how are we going to get out of here? And uh, finally, he got he got passage on this train that left Berlin in July of 1940, went for 17 days. I mean, try to imagine going on a 17-day <laughs> trip with a two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, forget I it. mean, it's just... In the best conditions, right? Beyond yeah. the beyondo. Uh, very hard to imagine. And it was a grueling, terrifying trip. Uh, 17 days on a dirty, terrible train. Uh, there, there were often days when there was no food for people, nothing to drink. And my father had $10.50 for our whole family. And we were going to America. He knew no one. They had no connections, no idea how to make a life in America. All they knew was we're getting out of here. And the train was stopped 14 times. And each and time each I imagine time, they were very frightened. They had to show all of their documentation. Sure. They had to have their luggage inspected. And they had very little luggage, just what they could carry. Uh, terrified, terrified that they would be taken off the train. And, and God knows what would happen to them at that point. So the train went from Berlin through Lithuania across Russia, including Siberia, uh, through China, parts of China, Korea, and finally to Japan. And from Yokohama, we took a Japanese ship, the Hikawa Maru, uh, to Seattle. And there we were in Seattle. And, you know, as I said, my father had no idea what will become of us. As he said in his journal, which I discovered not very long ago, three-quarters of the way around the world into the unknown. So, Peter, is this a story that, because every family is different. I wish I had asked more questions as a young person of my grandparents and, and learned some more of, of this. Is this a story that you've heard many times over, or do you feel like, geez, I need to buy this book? No, 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 no. And I'm not buying the book. I, mean, I, better, I better get a comp issue of the book. If there's any. No, this was like, this was kind of an epiphany when my mom and her sister found the journal and kind of went through it. And I think if you read through the book, there, there's really kind of like they went through life, not really going through details of, of this story, which is kind of fascinating as we, as we go through it. So I think we had an inkling of like, this was our grandparents' journey and we knew them like, you know, through our childhood and, and, uh, and kind of teenage years, but, but no idea of, of, of kind of the gra gravity of, of like what this story was about. Peter Fagan and Barbara Fagan are our guests in the studio. I want to take a quick break and so much more to get to about everything that happened after you got to America and how that message resonates today. We'll do that right after the break. Next.
826 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wish we could do this conversation through the morning. Uh, Peter Fagan, of course, president of the Milwaukee Bucks and Pfizer Forum, and his mother Barbara are in studio with us this morning. Barbara Fagan has written a book called My American Dream. And so your family arrives on the West Coast. I need to fast forward here a little bit to your career in advertising. What, about the 1960s then? Somehow this immigrant child has emerged in this male-dominated <laughs> field, and you're crushing it in the advertising world. Well, not not right away. <laughs> <laughs> it took a minute. <laughs> uh, it, it started in the 60s. I uh, When I graduated from college, there were very, very few options for women. We could either become nurses, teachers, typists, or get married. And none of those options really appealed to me at oh, that no? time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I heard about a, a graduate program in business that was being run by the Harvard Business School and Radcliffe Graduate School because at that time, uh, women were not admitted to the Harvard Business School. So there, there was a separate, allegedly equal program, uh, same courses, same professors, but it was not taught at the business school campus, it was taught at Radcliffe, which in retrospect seems sort of silly. But anyway, that's the way it was at that time. As I, as I got out of that program, I, I really wanted to go into marketing and the, the career path way to go into marketing was really to be, to go into product management or brand management where you had profit and loss responsibility. That was not open to women. You know, there was just no way to get that kind of a job at that time for a woman. So my way into marketing was through market research. And I got a job as a market research trainee at the then Vic Chemical Company, makers of Vicks VapoRub, Formula 44, all those good brands that I'm sure you know. Of course. It's now part of Procter & Gamble. And um, I, I worked there. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Worked there for about a year got very good feedback on my performance and so forth. And I thought, well, I think it's time for me to go and have a conversation with my boss uh, about my career path. So I kind of nervously made an appointment and knocked on his door and we sat down and I said, Tom, um, I really you know, want to talk to you about my career path. I've been here a year. You've given me good feedback. And he just sort of stared at me for a minute and he said, there is no career path. They get married, have babies, and leave. I said, who's they? <laughs> Women. Yes. I said, Tom, I do plan to get married. I plan to have babies, but I went to business school. I plan to have a career. Well, he said, Barbara, and then he just started laughing. <laughs> and he said, if that's what you want, I can't help you. Uh, you have to leave. And so I did. I left. And that's when I found my way into the advertising business. So I started in advertising mm -hmm. in the 60s, but went for many decades beyond that. And um, <laughs> there were challenges along the way. In my, in my first advertising agency, uh, which was a big, prominent agency, I was married at this point, and I was pregnant. I got pregnant. Uh, Jim, my husband, and I were very excited about having a baby, and... and uh, Again, I thought, well, I better go and talk to my boss about what my plan is. So I, again, nervously made an appointment and went in. His name was Val. And I said, Val, I'm going to have a baby. Oh, he said, Barbara, that's fabulous. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations to you and Jim. 
I said, let me tell you what my plan is. I plan to work until the baby is born. Then I'll take a few off and then I'll be back. And his face fell and he said, oh, no. He'd never heard anything like that before. We don't do that. You don't do what, Val? We don't have maternity leaves. I said, but Val, that's my plan. I plan to work until the baby is born, take a few weeks off, and then come back. He said, well, I, I can't help you with that. I have to talk to the, the higher-ups. Oh, I said, thank you very much. <laughs> Tell them thanks. Right, <laughs> Peter, I want to bring you in here real quick. Uh, when we're talking with Barbara Fagan and Peter Fagan, who's president of the Milwaukee Bucks, because the Bucks, as an organization, we talk so much about the – the culture that you have in hiring, whether it's from concessions all the way up to the front office. I imagine you were inspired by stories like this and this strong woman in your life who was guiding you. Well, it's part of your nurture nature. So you're raised by a woman who was an executive and ran a large company and kind of you, you don't think differently. So, you know, at the Bucks, like which is a great trend all around, you know, we're probably somewhere around 53, 55 percent, you know, of, of of women executives, which I thought was, you know, kind of. Traditionally, like not what's yeah, pretty you know, normal. As why would you, you have that? You know, I was raised by a woman, you know, who kind of did everything and, you know, was a great parent and was a great executive. And it it made sense to have that kind of representation. So have you seen Mad Men and how accurate is that TV series? Yes, I've seen it. And yes, it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Yeah. Yes. Uh Yes. All right. Good now. So you have an event tonight at the uh, Jewish Community Center. What What are you going to focus on, Barbara? Is it because, you know, anti-Semitism, obviously something in the last year in particular, uh, but the last number of years on the rise, such an important issue in our community. Uh, is is that part of the message tonight or, or, or what is it? Because there's so many different facets to, to what you write about, what you talk about. Well, hopefully I'll, I'll just be able to give some of the highlights of my own story. And mm-hmm. and there are really uh, kind of, I guess, four things that I'll talk about a little bit. One is my father's journal and discovering my father's journal, which he wrote during the prelude to and during the escape was such a uh, sort of an emotionally overwhelming experience to me to learn about this at, at a very late stage of my life, never having known a thing about it, just taught me everything about not only what their experience was like, but what my parents' character was all about, uh, how brave and courageous they were, how determined they were, and, and what perseverance they had, and and um, their overwhelming optimism and resilience. I mean, you've come upon many bumps in the road, and they always managed to pick themselves up and move forward, and um, and and their just elation about being in the land of the free. Because my father says in his journal, in the land of the free, you can be who you want to be. You can do what you want to do. You can read what you want to read. You can listen to the radio. Uh, That was a big thing to him, (laughs) listening to the radio and hearing different opinions and so forth. So that, that part I'll talk about a little bit. And then sort of the three sort of intertwined strands of my own life. One was about growing up as this strange little immigrant German-speaking girl in a weird little family in a small town in Washington, just yearning to become an authentic American. The second one is is uh, my life 
uh, my business life, you know, really uh, sort of working to to be successful and to achieve what I was was trying to achieve in a very male dominated business advertising, not just during the 60s, but beyond. Uh, and then thirdly, my life as a as a mom and a parent of a uh, a family that I wanted very much to have strong bonds, and I wanted us to be very close knit. And both my husband and I were were very good partners, and and we worked hard to really make this happen in our family. And I think we were pretty successful. Uh, I would agree. You would be proud to know, because I know my mom likes to hear good things about me. We're glad to have Peter in town with us and running the bucks for us. And bring her by any time, would you? You guys are too nice. Thanks so much for having <laughs> us. Yeah. I like well-behaved Vince. This is great. <laughs> really different. Yes. Well, you know, yeah. we'll be irreverent next time you're around, okay? And we don't have to send any clips. Uh, Peter and Barbara Fagan with us today. The book is called My American Dream, and it is available in the event tonight at the Jewish Community Center. Thank you so much, Barbara. Wonderful to be with you today. Thank you so much. 835 on Wisconsin's Morning News.